Conspiracy theories are most often a smokescreen to divert us from the true evil. My dad was right. This family's money is dirty. Imagination is far more fascinating than reality. Welcome to Working for Uncle Henry, the podcast. I'm the series author and your host, Angela Mullins. Chapter 9, The Aftermath of the Party. Parker woke early the next morning, not having slept much. He put on his coat and grabbed his Bible, hoping to brave the cold on the second-floor terrace. As he reached the first intersection of hallways past his room, he heard a couple of dull thuds at the other end. He gazed toward the passageway for the source of the thuds, only to discover the hall sconces were off. He continued ahead toward the terrace doors. Scuffling and struggling noises wound around the corner. He peeked around in time to glimpse Gerard with a long rolled-up carpet or bag of some sort on the elevator just as the doors closed. The laundry room was on the second floor between the elevator and Parker's room, the same path Gerard would have taken with the laundry, although Gerard's struggles indicated he was either getting too old to clean up after such parties or he was dragging something heavier than clothing. Parker settled himself on the terrace. It was still another hour or so before sunup. A new year was just rolling out before him. He flipped his Bible open to a familiar passage in Isaiah. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Wilderness and wasteland. An accurate description of how unproductive he viewed his life thus far. It felt good to be reconnecting with family. He wanted this to be a new start with new adventures and new accomplishments. Well, maybe that was a little too optimistic with cataloging books, but Henry did say he'd be traveling some. Perhaps there would be some adventure in that. Jennifer awakened long after sunrise on New Year's Day. She glanced to her left. Good, the creep was gone. Only her clothes were strewn over the floor now. There was no sign of Dak Katar ever being there. The glass he drank from was gone, and no doubt any fingerprints he had left were gone as well. She smiled and dressed for New Year's Day brunch. It was the norm to sleep in on New Year's following the party, so brunch was the first meal of the day. Henry was already seated at the table as Gerard brought in the daily newspapers. Henry flipped straight back to the classifieds. The rest of the household trickled in. Gerard had prepared perfect French toast and assorted fruit and cheeses. Coffee and juices were on the sideboard. Did you two make any new friends last night? Edith asked as if talking to two children who had started a new school year. Parker frowned at Jennifer while she sipped her green protein smoothie and answered with an affirmative smile. Always. Parker was a little surprised Jennifer's one-word answer was deemed sufficient, Edith was looking at him now for a response. Um, yes, ma'am, I met a few people. He felt he should say more, but wasn't sure what. Mrs. Carpenter appeared to take a liking to Parker, Jennifer said with a grin. Henry grunted. Yes, Madeline is a very friendly lady. Rarely meets a person she doesn't like, Edith said fondly. Well, at least not a man she doesn't like, Jennifer added. Edith chuckled, but seemed oblivious to Jennifer's implication. Parker found Jennifer's comment ironic, given her own behavior. Henry simply grunted again as he quickly folded the classifieds and attacked his meal. 
Jennifer typically hit the gym after breakfast, so following brunch, she headed to the treadmill. Parker hovered in the doorway and stared at her. I don't mind being watched, but you'll benefit more physically if you participate. He didn't move. When did your sleepover leave? No idea. Just met him last night. Are you going to preach to me now about all my sexual sins? She stepped up her pace on the treadmill. There are many, most of which would make you blush blood red. He blushed slightly at the thought. I don't understand why anyone lives like that. Like what? Free? I do as I please. If I see something or someone I want, I get it. You say you don't understand. Don't get all self-righteous with me, Parker. I, of all people, know you've felt lust and desire. Her gaze and words were piercing. You need to learn to enjoy it. He blushed more as anger joined his embarrassment. His body stiffened. It's not about that. Everybody feels things. It's about what you do with those things, how you act. Jennifer slowed to a near stop. And you're always the good boy, doing what daddy wants. My dad has nothing to do with this. I just believe our bodies are, are too special, that sex and relationships are, are meant to be special for one person. He struggled to find the words that would resonate with her. Believe whatever you want, Parker, but don't expect me to feel the same. This is who I am, like it or not. I'll share my specialness with whomever I want. As for my sleepover, Henry asked me to be nice to him. He does that sometimes. A little attention from me can be beneficial in his business dealings. What? And you have no idea what transpired in my bedroom last night. And I don't want to know. Exactly. Now, get out of my space. She turned up the volume on the training video and dug into a frenzied pace. Parker threw up his hands and marched away in search of his uncle. Henry was in the library, pulling select books off their shelves and stacking them on the floor. He had already made several stacks when Parker stormed in. Ah, there you are, Parker. I need your help recategorizing some books here at the house before you start at the mercantile. Parker accepted the stack of books his uncle shoved into his arms. Did you ask Jennifer to sleep with one of the party guests? Henry coughed and almost lost the pipe out of his mouth. I beg your pardon? I saw her taking a guy up to her bedroom. She said you told her to be nice to him. I know you kids have your own vernacular that means nothing to me, but I'm not aware of being nice referring to sexual activity. Henry puffed his pipe, sending a sweet aroma through the room. I do ask Jennifer to wield her charms on the occasional associate. How she attends to that has nothing to do with me. I don't understand how you could ask her to do something like that. Exactly. You don't understand, and I would advise you not to criticize something you don't understand. I assure you there will be plenty more things you won't understand. I can't imagine anything justifying. Can you imagine what it was like for Abraham when God told him to kill his son? What? No, that's different. 
As far as you understand, it's different. I'm not going to win this argument, am I? It's not about winning. It's about doing what needs to be done to complete the task. Henry headed up to level two of the library. What task? Parker called up to him. Patience, Parker. The strongest of all warriors are these two. Time and patience. He stared down at Parker, waiting for a response. Tolstoy, Parker replied solemnly. Later that afternoon, Henry received notification of Carlyle's presence in the cellar and joined him there for an update. They sat in the two chairs facing each other in the middle of the floor, the computer equipment softly humming and clicking in the background. Henry crossed his right leg over his left knee and twiddled his pipe between his teeth. You took care of our party guest? Carlyle chuckled. Yes, sir. We left him a few miles from here in the woods. Half-naked, Henry wasn't as amused as his counterpart. He might have left him a little farther from the house. But, sir, people already knew he was here for the party. Henry leaned forward and stared firmly at Carlyle. But they don't know he spent the night here, or even hung around in town afterward. And I'd prefer him not to mentally associate your activities with being at my house. Carlyle straightened his stance and cleared his throat. He won't, sir. Trust me. The way we left him and all that hallucinogenic we gave him, he won't be able to make heads or tails of what happened. We may have given him a little incentive to think aliens had abducted him. (laughs) (laughs) Will Qatar wake up in the Twilight Zone? So, okay, I slipped in a little government misdirection of alien abduction. I just couldn't resist. Please take a minute to leave a short review if you're enjoying the podcast. Doesn't have to be much. Just give me some stars. It all helps out. And thanks for listening. Check out the books on Amazon. Purchasing links are in the show notes. Next time, Parker finds something unexpected in the woods.